Cet épisode a été enregistré en anglais. Vous pouvez retrouver sa transcription en français sur notre site. Welcome to the Prix Lausanne from Within podcast. In this podcast, we will talk with some of the key figures of the 50 years of history of the Prix Lausanne to have an insight into their professional opinions and shed some light on the most curious, complex, and burning issues in a professional dancer's career path. In today's episode, we will try to get to the bottom of why have there been so many boys among the Prix Lausanne prize winners in recent years, how to reconcile ballet and family life, and last but not least, we will get some valuable advice on how to prepare for the Prix Lausanne. Today we are pleased to welcome our guest, a former danseur étoile, now the director of the Royal Swedish Ballet and our wonderful classical dance coach, Nicolas Lerich. Nicola, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good, well, good, good day, good day. We don't day. know what time it yeah. is anymore. Thank you for receiving our invitation for this podcast. I'm, I'm very so happy. happy and thrilled to be there. So you have been the artistic director of the Royal Swedish Ballet since 2017 and classical dance coach at the Prix de Lausanne since 2019. What values do you think these two institutions share? Well, I would start by trying to identify the differences because they are in the ballet company. You have employees, collaborators, colleagues that you are working all year along with. Then Prix de Lausanne is a shorter venue. However, I believe those two institutions share the idea or the concept of community. And also what I do recognize when I'm here at the Prix is this dedication to the person who are present and working or taking part of the Prix, this kindness this attention towards the person that you have in front of you. And I think this is valuable because it's going back to the human nature of all of us. And somehow the idea is within this context, you can probably take the best out of the situation. It is a very friendly and kind environment. I think this is what is striking at the moment. The number of boys among the Prix Lausanne uh, prize winners has increased considerably in recent years. Why do you think that is? I'm not really sure that I have the universal answer to that. <laughs> However, um, I might have some, some guess around that. First, the heavy expectation when it comes to ladies' performance, which are, you need to be perfect, you cannot make any mistake, so on, so on, so on. So this aim to perfection, which is absolutely unrealistic, is quite different. For quite a long time, there has been so few gentlemen willing to be part of ballet, actually. So they had always a good place there. They were super welcome, had less pressure because They were the only one right. and so on. Now they are not the only one, but still they have less pressure from the society. So they believe that they have more freedom mm -hmm. there, which allow them somehow to perform with a bit less pressure, simply. And then all of a sudden we see personalities because this is the tricky part with too much pressure and the will to satisfy the other. All of a sudden you tend to yourself but when you're on stage we are just interested in the personality that we have in front of us we want to discover the voice of this artist right i heard um, one other teacher this week talking about how 
perhaps it seems like throughout the competition, the boys sometimes tend to show much more their personality in the performance. Could that be eventually a factor that gets them into the prize winner's list? Something to think about. Absolutely. And then I hope that the ladies get it as well. It's not about being perfect. It's about being as good as possible and as close to yourself as possible. Making a mistake is okay. We all make mistakes. We have to dare to make mistakes. And we cannot protect and be afraid about what could happen. And enjoying. Yes, know. absolutely. You are a husband and father. Do you find it difficult to reconcile family life and a career as a dancer? I have to say, um, I haven't faced any difficulties for different reasons. First, I was part of a ballet company, so it was very structured and very organized. It was by Super Ballet, and most of the time it was not touring a lot. The second factor, my wife was a dancer as well, so she had a very good understanding around the rhythm of a dancer's life because she was living it as well. So we had a good understanding each other, and we are quite well organized. And thirdly, I have two daughters, and they are wonderful. They are so cool. So I haven't... <laughs> They, they haven't been difficult at all, so it has eased a lot in the process. And I would eventually even say the opposite. Family life has broadened my perspective when it comes to being an artist. The voice I was supposed to express as well. Because when you are passionate about an art form, <laughs> the danger is you put so much pressure on your on your shoulders because you are like, yeah, this is my life, this is what I want to do. And then you are on stage and then it's so important. But then all of a sudden when you have a little baby, yeah. I mean, the relation that you have to those babies, they are vital. Right. Art form is absolutely wonderful. It could be vital to yourself. Mm -hmm. However, uh, probably you will still find a way yeah. to go through your life. Maybe a bit less happy if you are not doing it if this is what you wanted to do but it's not vital as such so i have benefited a lot from reorganizing my sense of priorities and values mm, yeah. it doesn't mean that i'm not passionate right. fully and yeah. fully dedicated to the art form yeah it's going from being responsible to yourself as an artist to responsible of another human being Absolutely. and completing yourself as a human. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden the center is changing because yeah. as an artist, you tend to be your own very center. And then you don't really get the holistic picture of it. Sometimes you might like a bit of distance in regards to different decisions or a situation that you are in. And all of a sudden you have more distance because you are not the center anymore. Mm -hmm. Those little kids are the very center of it. And speaking of little kids, do you have any advice for young people preparing for the Prix Lausanne regarding their choice of variation? Oh yeah, <sighs> that's <one>. a <laughs> heavy responsibility that you put uh, uh, on my shoulder. So I will take this responsibility humbly and yeah, try to be as constructive as possible. Choice of variation when it comes to the pre. I think this is important to be able to show something. Don't try to hide anything. Uh, you have very skilled professionals in front of you. Even if you are trying to hide something, they will see it. Because what is so specific to the pre is also this week that we are spending together with a jury who is watching classes. So they have a very good understanding about the dancer that you are. So this is my first advice. Make sure that in the solo you are showing something. Make sure that you believe in what you are doing. Make sure that you do understand what you are doing. 
make sure that you are sending the message and make sure that people are looking at you. Lots of pressure there, no? <laughs> but wonderful I've made advice. finally a full a, list. A good summary. Thank you yeah. for that. Um, and so once they've chosen a variation, how do you prepare for a variation for a competition? Do you have any tips or perhaps mistakes to avoid? I will start with mistakes to avoid, if you don't mind. I would like to end this question by more positive things. Don't think that you are learning from a video, that you pick up one video, then you look at it and then you do it and then this is the soul. Because it's only the shelf of the egg and we don't want an egg empty when we are looking at you on stage. Make sure that people around yourself will not trick the solo but will have a very good understanding of it. I often talk about this story when it comes to Paquita and people tend to mistake a little bit the character. Now I'm talking about the boys and they believe that the character is Spanish somehow and then it becomes a don't you kind of solo with a different music, not a so different choreography. And then all of a sudden when they realize that the name of the character is not Basilio but Lucien, uh-huh. all of a sudden it brings another perspective. And this cultural insight is so important. Be well documented about what you are doing. There are steps to do. Yes, this is a little thing. This is the vocabulary of it. How you will use it, how you will shape it. That's another thing. And this is probably the most important thing. And also, preferably, forget about quantity and prioritize quality, which is something um, important as well. So not only preparing the steps, but doing your research and more quality over quantity. Yeah, and and try to avoid to be a copy of yourself. Reproducing one moment always and always and always and always and always. Ballet and dance is the art of the ephemeral. And this is something so important. It gives all the value to the art form. This is here now that it is happening. So don't try to reproduce something that you have felt uh, 10 days ago because the audience is different. The atmosphere is different. And if you have a good understanding and you are well documented, probably you will be more right Mm -hmm. and you will be more honest with yourself. Do you have any advice on how to manage stage fright before going on stage? I think it's very personal. What I have seen, what I have experienced, what I have noticed, every artist has different ways to manage stress. Personally, I was working a lot. I had a very set routine. I was in the theater pretty much in the morning, not leaving the theater, because otherwise it was really hard for me to focus. I was trying to visualize a lot what I was supposed to do later, not physically, but really mentally. I was giving a bit of time to convince myself that I could do it. I was trying to be very open to the moment, making sure that I will deal with myself at the moment and super focused. A very good knowledge of the stage, the place that you are performing probably is very important. I have noticed that I have an amazing knowledge about the stage. Okay, how the stage is looking, where are the tapes? Okay, how I will place my solo. Yeah, visual memory. Yeah, of the absolutely. Would you, absolutely. Say, would you say you systematically had stage fright or did that kind of fluctuate? Yes. Yeah, and actually it has increased during my career. So at the end, it was barely, uh, I couldn't 
barely deal with that. So I was really happy when he finally left, decided to retire. And one more thing, before, be well focused in your own bubble. And while you are on the moment, be well aware about what is happening around you, uh, the people around you, the other artists. Right. Because they are feeding you with energy. They are feeding you with ideas, with vitality. They will challenge you when it comes to what you have rehearsed right. so many times before. They will challenge you and you need to be very coherent. So you need to understand the surrounding. Yeah, and be connected with all the other dancers on stage as well. Absolutely. Last question, Nicolas. If there was one inspiring story or an anecdote from all your experiences at the Prix de Lausanne, what would it be? Okay, you, you, you are tough with me uh, I am tough. today. <laughs> But, But we want to know all of it. Yeah, but it can be very simple. I'm always surprised about the dancers that I have in front of me. Mm -hmm. I'm learning so much each time, and this will be my anecdote. Um, each time, I feel that I'm discovering again what dance is about, how it can be perceived, how you can talk about it, how much you receive, either in your coach or in a, a jury member, or just being part of the audience, you receive a lot, and every time it's different. So this is my anecdote. For an example, today we are doing the summer course, right? And we have some dancers that we have seen previous year, but they are new personalities. They have been changing so much, and it's so refreshing actually to look at them, and then all of a sudden you see them taking agency of themselves, and then you feel It's so beautiful. So being able to observe what is happening around you and uh, the diversity as well. You have some dancers who are uh, very agile. You have some other dancers who are super musical. To me, it is one of the unique opportunity to meet the world. Thank you so much, Nicolas. This was wonderful. It has been a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to seeing you for the 50th. Yeah, I'll be there. We hope to see you all at the next Prix de Lausanne, which is taking place from January 29th to February 5th, 2023. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't hesitate to click like and share. If you have any questions for a future guest, send us a message via our website or our social media. Stay tuned for the next episode.